Hi, welcome to episode three of season four of our podcast. I'm Mary Abazia, and I'm uh, joined by my colleagues, Tom Spitali and uh, Sean Wellam. Hi, guys. Hey, Mary. Hey, Tom. Mary and Tom. Mary and Sean. <laughs> Tom, you're Tom. <laughs> you know, it's about every three episodes I say hello to myself. Tom, are you are you any sleep deprivation in your life at the moment? I'm bit. just curious. It just, <laughs> just a little. Oh, that's very funny. Um, so, uh, you know, we work with all different types of companies or, uh, and around the world. And what we're seeing is that trends are really uh, key. And when some companies figure it out, they win big. And when some companies uh, kind of don't figure it out. They uh, they're behind the eight ball. So what we're trying to do here is make sure that in this in this season we're focusing on mega trends that um, you may want to think about and really begin to plan proactively to address these. So um, in the first episode, Sean helped us understand that trends are factors outside of a company's control. Um, but that the company still has to address in some way. So, Sean, what is the trend that we're going to talk about here today? Well, it's interesting because this this trend is is both really current, really state of the art, but is also one of the oldest trends in business. And it's the the the, the trend of surge pricing or dynamic pricing, essentially changing the price point for a product or service based on some circumstances, typically based on on demand. And the reason it's got such a big deal now, most of us are familiar with with Uber, who have really perfected the art of of of, of reflecting the demand for the taxi cabs in any particular moment and and adjusting the pricing, which is not about gouging customers. It's about balancing supply and demand. It's making sure that enough drivers want to get into that market to encourage more supply to meet the demand. So it's 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 in a way everybody should benefit from it and and as i said it's it's been around forever i mean you know you you would you would bring crops to a market you'd get your wheat crop in and bring that to the market and you would price you'd pay would depend on who else was turning up that day with similar products you know so it's not new i think where it's become much more relevant is the technology that enables many businesses to to practice this this um this somewhat discriminatory pricing and i use that term guardedly because price discrimination in certain circumstances is, is illegal but i'm talking more specifically about how to tailor pricing to to both maximize the opportunity but also to create the biggest market the, the biggest amount of supply and demand so that's the trend that we want to talk about today and try and move it off from uber and see how it can affect other businesses maybe that aren't quite so so obvious where where have you seen this sort of thing tom outside of hailing taxi cabs have you seen it anywhere well i i i have i see it in in airlines and uh i see it uh in commodity type markets what's very interesting though if i can keep uber into the discussion for just a minute is that when uber does it when i hit the you know the, the the button that 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 quotes me the Uber price, and I happen to be in a surge type of situation, and I get that higher price. I am much less angry than when the airlines do it to me, you know. And 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 when the you know I, I want to go to a particular market at a on a particular day, and the 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 ticket for for the airfare is much higher than i expected and i asked myself as i was thinking about this episode why is that 
And I think one of the keys to utilizing surge or dynamic pricing is that you, you have to have a lot of pricing trust and credibility with your customers to do this well. With Uber, I have had so many situations where I had an idea of what the yellow cab taxi fare was going to be and had the Uber fare be so much lower that when a surge price comes to me from Uber, I kind of get it and understand it and accept it. Versus with airlines, I, I feel like there's not that same level of trust. Um, and my experience with <laughs> airlines, as most of us um, uh, uh, can relate to, um, lead to less of the trust. And so therefore, the surge in dynamic pricing to, that airline does kind of erodes uh, the, 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 any good feelings that I have towards a particular airline. So I think this trust factor is really key for any business that is thinking about taking these new technologies, these real, this real-time availability and, um, and, 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 and altering their price accordingly. I'm, yeah, I think I'm gonna, it's a difficult one. Oh, it's a difficult one. Oh, I will. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to disagree with Tom in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, that's what I, I was just, that, that was my attempt at a, at a verbal bridge. Like, <laughs> yeah, Tom, that's a difficult one. Yeah. And Mary, you, you leap in. And then, then I so say, <laughs> then I say, um, yeah, that is, it is interesting. But um, what about we're a scalper? You know, we, you don't know that person from, you know, anywhere, and yet they show up and you want to get into the stadium to watch your favorite game. And they have these two little pieces of paper that, you know, can get you in. And uh, depending on how close you are to the stadium, right, when you're way far out, sometimes uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, what is the, the price on that one is, could be, you know, actually quite high. Because you're like, you have so much anxiety about being able to get there. And as you get closer, you're seeing more and more scalpers. So they might negotiate a bit more. But it is interesting how we don't know them and we don't trust them. And yet it's such a passionate moment that we're willing to, you know, go for search pricing, if you will. So it's it's just to think about it. Mary, Mary, I, I just, just to, just to follow up on that, the, 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 the point I was making though is, do you take that scalper's business card and say, next time I need to scalp a ticket, I'm going to look you up? Or do you feel a little bit like, here's my money. I'm glad I got in, but you, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, you know, be in your your line of business, and I certainly don't want to have a business relationship with you. I think what I'm talking about is that if you want to have a long term relationships with your 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 customers, uh, that's positive and 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 growing and flourishing. I think you got to be really careful with dynamic and surge pricing. You got to have a lot of credibility. And trust. I, I still buy that airline ticket if it's the best deal I can get, but I'm not happy about it. And it certainly doesn't make me want to, to you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at other, other airlines after that, that, uh, that transaction to, to send my, you know, my, my loyalty to because I don't, I'm, I'm upset about it. That's kind of really more my point is with long term relationships, you better be careful with this. <laughs> Yeah, I think this this the the key to me listening to what you guys are saying. There's there's a key difference, and there's you know scalping or, or price maximization. 
is usually a bad thing, particularly when you've got a finite resource. Maybe that's similar to the airlines. They don't tend to put extra routes on when times are busy. They just try and maximize their income with the, the capacity that they have. Same with a stadium. You're going to go and see Beyonce in concert and you, 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 the tickets are on sale for you know, $95 or whatever they would cost. And the scalpers are knocking them out at $450, $500. And that arguably is the balance between supply and demand. You could fill that stadium with folks that were willing to pay $500. But of course, then it becomes elitist. It becomes something only the rich can afford. And that's one thing that we, as a sense of general fairness, you know, that's why we feel ripped off because there's an inherent value, if you like, and a cost to putting on a concert. And we we expect the artists, depending on who they are, to make a fair profit out of it. But we don't expect them to, to walk away with gazillions just because there's, there's you know, 20,000 people who are the richest folks in town. And I think that sense of injustice is one thing that would stop people trying to pull the price lever frequently. To me, it's about, it works on two, two areas. One, if, you, if you've generally got flexible supply and demand, so unlike airlines, unlike stadium where you've got a fixed supply, then it can help equalize. And that's where Uber wins because it equalizes supply and demand. The other thing that you've got is if if you have um, different value points, because we don't just practice surge pricing based on demand. Dynamic pricing can also be if you're using these features, if you're getting this value, then you'll pay more for it, even if the core product isn't particularly different. Do you see what I mean? It's It's like finding out you've got to have the moral justification for dynamic pricing before you introduce it as a as a true business strategy otherwise you could end up you know creating a very negative vibe as you said tom the, like the scalper that you're not going to put them on your christmas <laughs> card list just because they got you into beyonce for 500 dollars. <laughs> that's why they need to charge a lot i do think that we're going to see more and more of it and the reason is is that um as we're talking about trends i think that ai or you know algorithms are enabling uh people and companies to make better decisions. As you're saying, they're able to really, in uh, very quick, real time, they're able to identify supply and demand and it and it adjusts for it a lot of times. So I, I think that, you know, what's core to this, this trend of surge pricing is um, some really smart data that we're able to use as well. I'm a big fan of it, by the way. It might, it might sound like, uh, you know, I, I, I was naysaying, Earlier, I was just, I guess, sounding a note of, of caution. But the fact of the matter is, is most of the clients that we work with are premium priced B2Bs. And um, what we are constantly encouraging these clients to do, and it's no different with dynamic and surge pricing, is to charge what you're worth. Provide value that makes you worth the premium price. And I think that in the case of Uber, the long-term demonstration of value is what allows them to surge pricing and have people trust that it's appropriate and not feel bad about it. And I think that if any B2B has the ability to do this, generally under the circumstances that you guys have outlined here, um, you, you, you will be successful with it if you are clearly adding value beyond all or most of your competitors in the marketplace on a general basis, on a day-to-day business basis. Do you think you can offer pricing on, on a segmented basis, Tom? 
I mean, segment or, or oh, Mary. I mean, yeah. we, we talk about segmentation. To me, that's got to be a key element of this dynamic pricing. Just people perceive value. Well, I think I think that's why airlines. Yeah, that's why airlines. I think um, if you if you look at the way airlines pricing this, um, you would typically typically think that as something gets closer to expiration, it go the price goes down. But when the airlines look at people that are taking vacations and they're planning, you know, far in advance, the price is typically a bit lower. But as you get closer to the expiration or the flight, the price actually goes up because a different segment kicks in, that business traveler that is booking at the last minute. So I think that underneath us looking at kind of the bigger pricing of, of airlines, they're not only pricing to value based on, you know, the algorithms, but there is segmentation kicking into their into their system. That's a really interesting point, Mary. I remember doing this. I did a module on on this sort of pricing thing, and and one of the uh, I always remember it because the guy called it the last turkey in the shop problem, and he was referring to if there's a holiday coming up, Thanksgiving or Christmas, and you've got one turkey left, and it's and you're about to shut the shop in an hour, and there's a crowd of people. If you let it be known that, that that turkey has to be sold and and people are going to wait, it's like a standoff. You know who's going to come in and say, "I'll give you ten dollars for that turkey." If if like the airlines, you say, "No, if you haven't booked your turkey within two weeks, I would rather for the greater good ditch the the last turkey in the shop and preserve the pricing." And that's the, if you encourage behavior where people expect prices to drop towards expiry you'll get exactly that. So it's a smart move, albeit counterintuitive, to say, no, it, the, the, we passed the threshold. That price isn't going any lower. It's just going to be scrapped. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. That is interesting. Sean, to, I, I want to weigh in on the segmentation issue as uh, too, So uh, um, that you had brought up just a little bit earlier. Uh, I absolutely think that, um, that segmentation drives first different value propositions right so the idea of treating different segments different customers differently means that the offer should be different if you're able to do it for different segments and i think that that logically leads to pricing being different for different segments because frankly for some segments you are willing and able to 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 do more to add more to your value proposition um, you know, provide more services that surround the product and the in the packaging and everything else that goes with your with your offer. What and, I think, and the opposite is opposite is true, right? You can defeat yes. as well. That, oh yes, absolutely. Good point. You know, it, for for certain segments, um, you know, you you, you feature and and you do that in order to maybe meet a lower price expectation or demand that 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 segment has. I, again, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm not in favor of dynamic research pricing, because I, I really am. But I get another cautionary note here is if you are going to do it, though, if you're going to vary um, pricing by segment, make sure that indeed that offer is a little bit different to justify that different pricing. Because another thing that happens about pricing in a technological age is it becomes increasingly transparent to the customers. And if you offer a, uh, a lower price to a certain segment and therefore a certain customer than another customer who happens to be in another segment and is getting a higher price and they find out about it, that's a sticky situation. You want to be able to justify the fact hmm. that that higher price is associated with 
more uh, value proposition components, a better offer, a, 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 you know, a, a better featured or, 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 or a more uh, a bigger featured uh, offering. Yeah, I wonder if there is some uh, segmentation where some, especially in B2B, but even consumer, where some segments are more flexible about prices going up and down and other segments where, you know, give me just one price and I want that stability. I wonder if that's a good segment, you know, a value-based uh, segmentation uh, criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh it, because you know some people aren't flexible, and other ones are like, "Yeah, bring it on! I'm I'm willing to see it go up and down." So if, take if, the risk. Yeah. So if somebody, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. It's it's well, it's like with uh, I don't know if you guys do it over there. Over, over, in case listeners don't know, I'm I'm in the sunny UK, and we and you guys are over in the the states. But over here, yeah, they probably knew that by my accent, right? That was probably not necessary for me to specify that I wasn't speaking from the US. They thought you anyway. were Australian. <laughs> G'day, mate. Yeah, you're probably right. No, um, of course, people didn't notice the difference at all there. No, but in energy pricing, you get a choice. You can either you can have your your price dynamic. If oil or gas prices go up, your bills go up, and if they come down, they go down. But you can also do a fixed price deal, which may leave you worse off because you don't know if prices are going up or down over a two-year period, but you've got certainty. And there's a certain segment that will trade certainty, even though there's a risk of a small loss. Or, or a small gain, and other people will will you know ride the market and think I'll just pay the spot price. So I mean that they, it, it happens in the most mundane things like oil and gas for your home heating and whatnot. Some would say oil and gas is not mundane, by the way. But <laughs> um, I meant from from a day to day. No, let me just apologise to the oil and gas industry from a heartfelt. The, from a, a consumer, I don't get excited when my gas bill arrives. It's not like my phone contract. I just it, it's it's background noise. It's like oxygen that you breathe. So that's what I meant. So I just want to be absolutely clear okay. on that. It's a dynamic and thriving industry. <laughs> um, Tom, do you have any closing thoughts <laughs> after that? Probably not, but I th- the my my closing thought just summarizes what I've said earlier. I, I think dynamic surge pricing is um, something that any B two B should consider, especially under the circumstances that um, you guys outlined earlier. Just make sure that you are doing everything to be differentiated and providing value in the normal day-to-day operation of your business so that if you do surge pricing, much like Uber, you've received enough value in the past that you trust that the that when the price is higher, <laughs> it's for good reason. Yeah, don't be a scalper. Be good. Would love to hear your feedback um, uh, either on, on this podcast or topics that you think would be interesting to to uh, have us delve into. Um, you can go to the accidentalmarketer.com website and click on our podcast button to hear any of our podcasts and give us feedback. Or um, in iTunes, we have a, a podcast page, of course. So thank you very much and good luck with your trends. <laughs>